This is the Banks of the Raritan Podcast, presented by the Fans First Sports Network. Rutgers Nation, what's going on? It's your host, Matt Forno, back for another episode of the Banks of the Raritan Podcast. Flying solo again, Greg and I, schedules just can't seem to link up. We'll be back soon enough, but I'm broadcasting this one live from the rafters of the rack. We're here for the Gavit Games. Couldn't be more excited for this one. We're going to talk about Rutgers basketball, but first, certainly, I'm a little out of breath. You, if you've ever been in the, at the rack, it's a hike up here, but I wanted to get this done, bring it to you live. I'm sorry, Jersey Mike Serena, what's wrong with me? I'm a bad, bad fan for saying that. But we're obviously going to talk Rutgers basketball to start it off. Going to have to talk Rutgers, Iowa, and then finish it off with obviously the preview of the upcoming game against Penn State. Let me quickly get up my notes app because I wanted to come prepared for this one. But yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm here. I'm live at the rack. We're 45 minutes away from tip-off of the Gavit Games. Should be a good one against Georgetown. But before we talk about this game or Rutgers basketball, we got to talk about Jersey Mike's. If, if you have an email, you've been to a Rutgers event, you probably got an email today from Pat Hobbs, Athletic Director Pat Hobbs, asking to fill out a survey about renovations to Jersey Mike's Arena. And I'll say this. Reactions were probably exactly where I thought it, they would be. You have your fans who love the, the way the rack is, are scared of, cha- of it changing, losing its, what's the word, identity, I guess you can call it, and also its advantages of, of being an uncomfortable arena, a boisterous arena, and the, the shape of it, the design of it, all adding to that. You have other people, on the other hand, that are saying, we want more seating, we want better bathrooms. Were there things that we didn't need, like all those luxury suites and boxes and courtside court stuff? Sure. But I'm, I'm going to be honest and say I definitely think this is an arena that certainly needs some renovations. Primarily what I would like to see is just utilizing all of the space for seating, like mostly by the student section. Fill the bowl that's by the student section and wraps around for both sidelines. I would love to see that updated. Do I think luxury suites are necessary? Probably not. However, I was talking with my boss today at work. Those seats aren't for season ticket holders. They're not for fans. They're for rich corporations or rich individuals to get tax write-offs for donations that they do to the school. And I'm, I'm all about that. Give me all the money. I want all the money. I don't know how much it costs. Some of the prices were absolutely outrageous. The normal average diehard fan would never be able to afford that. And if you would, you're mortgaging your future. But with all that being said, I definitely think there are plenty of parts of Jersey Mike's Arena that can use and need renovations. And I got to start with the bathrooms. I, I, I went to the bathroom today to check them out. And my goodness, I am, I'm not drinking. I'm not eating this game because I am not going to wait in that line to get to the bathroom. It's just, it's just, it needs to be updated. Plenty, plenty of it needs to be updated. But obviously we want to make sure we keep the identity of the rack intact as well. But... Let's talk a little bit about Rutgers basketball. The future of Rutgers basketball is becoming more and more real. We have the signing of obvious five-star, number three recruit in the country, arguably number one recruit in the country, Ace Bailey, sign. Lathan Somerville, sign. Bryce Dorch, sign. And Dylan Grant, sign. The team for the class of 2024 is coming together. 
And we all, if you're a fan, you obviously know there's one more person we're waiting for. We're not going to say his name. We may have already, but regardless, it can only, I don't know how it could get better, but it literally can. So stay tuned with recruiting, a lot happening. Let's quickly talk some Rutgers basketball. You know, we have already seen three games started the season off with a loss against Princeton. The biggest loss was obviously that game being in Trenton at the Cure Insurance Arena. Wasn't fun for anyone involved, but we made it through. Still thought it was a competitive game. Princeton was just literally the better team, more experienced team, gelled better. Rutgers bounces back the following Friday, home against Boston. Close game in the first half. Rutgers separated in the second uh, we got to finally see truly the arrival of Gavin Griffith's home home opener for him, and he, and he delivered. He played great. Uh, he gave us everything we wanted. Shots from around the arch, crashing the rims, put-back dunks, all of the above. So super excited. Uh, I still think we, I want to see more from Cliff. We saw that against Bryant on, what was that, Sunday? He had a pretty outstanding, at least second half. I think he finished with the second half double-double. And I, I'm, I'm so happy with the way Antoine Woolfork's been playing. I think he's been such a great, great addition in year two. Uh, Jermichael Davis just watched him make a great aerial out, out uh, layup. Phenomenal. There's Derek Simpson with the slam in the warm-up landing, followed up by Gavin Grips. I'm sorry. Getting excited reporting from this live. But I, I think this is still a team that's still trying to find its identity, a team that hasn't really played well. Or not, they haven't played together well yet. And I still think there's plenty of promise that they can deliver, and we're going to see that as the season progresses. I just want them to figure it out before we get into that gauntlet of a Big Ten schedule, which we've all become accustomed to over the last however many years. It's been nine years. But I still think this is a team that can get better, will get better. Uh, but what we're seeing from Gavin and Jermichael Davis as freshmen should encourage everybody for what's on the horizon for Rutgers basketball. So through three games, you know, I'm not going to act like I'm not, I don't know the X's and O's of basketball. I don't know what's, what they're doing well, what they're doing right, but they certainly could do a lot better. I I think defensively they're still playing well, but got to attack the boards in this game because in that first game against Princeton, it was certainly disappointing the way our effort was around the rim rebound. So I think that'll do it for Rutgers basketball talking there let's see in my notes real quickly uh, i talked recruiting i talked gavit games we're tipping it off thank you dave gavit for founding the big east which Rutgers obviously started out in i think this is an awesome series one of which the big east has really controlled so far this year i know michigan state lost michigan or michigan won they beat st john's but uh illinois lost other some other teams also drawing a blank right now but they could be doing better here with I'm here with my good friend. I'll keep his name anonymous for now, but he's enjoying some pizza up here with me and a Jersey Mike sub at Jersey Mike's Arena. Which one did he go with? The chicken cheesesteak. You got everything here at Jersey Mike's. Never mind. Don't change anything. Okay. Now, we had fun. We talked Rutgers basketball. Everyone loves Rutgers basketball. Everyone loves Jersey Mike's Arena. Students are showing up. They got, looks like balloons. Pat Hobbs, knuckle pounding the students. We love to see it. But let's uh let's 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 have the hard conversation now. Rutgers football on the road against Iowa, 22-0 game, an ugly football game, the lowest o- over under in the history of college football, probably football in general. So difficult to see, difficult to watch, lots of negatives, very few positives. Maybe some individual performances were the only positives. But offensively, there wasn't much to talk about. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Defensively, you felt like they were just, they, they almost played like their worst defensive game, it felt like, because of the offense that Iowa has. But I think the main issue here is simply they were outcoached. They were, they were just outcoached by Kurt Ferentz and his coaching staff. I'm forgetting the name of the defensive coordinator, but he should be considered for assistant of the year. I know Joe Harris-Simiak was nominated for that assistant of the year award, whatever it's called. But my goodness, Iowa's defense doesn't let you breathe. And their offense against what, what we thought was a top 25 defense for Rutgers outclassed us. They out, they, they, they just they outcoached us. They beat us. But let's talk about what was bad. And obviously, the offense. Rutgers fans are used to this. Not having too many exciting offensive plays. But the way this game started against Iowa, an opening drive. They, they pick up a first down. I think they passed the ball two times in a row. And they targeted, I think it was J- J- uh, Ian Strong and then Jaquay Jackson targeted on the passes. But what concerned me the most is both of those pass plays were drawn up and attacked where Cooper DeGene, one of the best defenders in the entire country, was defending. A guy who's won games by himself for Iowa. And that's where Rutgers is throwing the ball. And look, it kind of worked out. But then after that, it was just bad. There was very few positives through the air. I know fans have their opinion about Gavin, and I want to talk about that because you have teams in the Big Ten, mostly Ohio State and Penn State, two of the better teams in the Big Ten, top three teams in the Big Ten. You have Ohio State with Kyle McCord. Fans are questioning if he's good, if he should have been a five-star. Is he holding back that offense? Then you have Drew Eller at Penn State. Fans already don't want to see him. They want to see somebody else play. And I think if those fan bases for those teams, the elite level that they play can criticize their quarterback and their offenses, so can Rutgers. But I think we need to put things in perspective and understand the offense as a whole. I think Gavin played very poorly. I think he's played poorly in a lot of games. But I don't know if this was necessarily all his fault. And I kind of want to put it in perspective when you look at who he's throwing the ball to. His number one target this year has been Christian Drummond, a former walk his second leading target, Jaquay Jackson, was a deep Division II transfer. And then the number one tight end on the team, Johnny Langan, is a converted quarterback. So do we really have the cars in the garage to let this offense go? It doesn't seem like just yet. I really want to see more from Gavin, but with the lowest completions percentage in the, in the country, and it seems to only get worse as the season progressed, it's just not good. It's just not good. He needs to play better. If the music's loud right now, I apologize. Probably won't even post this. But we're going to keep going. But I just want to put that in perspective. Because the Rutgers offense, it, the running game is tremendous. But when you don't have that running game, we're, we, we go nowhere. We weren't able to run the ball against Iowa. Therefore, we weren't able to pass the ball. But even more concerning is we didn't even see Gavin run the ball. And he does that so well. So, I'm not sure we're going to see exciting offenses with Kirk Sriracha. I hope he sticks around. But it's going to take time for this offense to get going. And it's just disappointing. Uh, because this was a game I really feel like a lot of Rutgers fans 
we're expecting to see a win. We're expecting to see a convincing win almost because I really did think that they had a better offense and they had a competitive defense, but neither of those things happened. It's one of those games, it seems like this every year. We get to November and the wheels just absolutely fall off for Rutgers, Rutgers football. And that's my biggest fear with this team is I can't, I'm, I'm going to kind of overlook Penn State for now because that game's on the road in a tough environment against a very good team. But if Rutgers ends the season at home against Maryland, both teams, I believe, are bowl eligible. Both teams have money that they still want to prove. I wouldn't say they're necessarily not playing for nothing. They're playing for a lot, but they can't come out flat. I can't see another terrible game against Maryland like we've seen the last two years. Greg Schiano has to find a way to have these guys continue to chop for another, we'll call it 120 minutes, but mostly the final 60 against uh, Maryland at home to close out the season before the bowl game. I can't do it. If, if they fall flat and they come out and they put up another goose egg or uh, Tylea Tungabailoa throws 300 yards, four touchdowns, their offense is rolling, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be upset and I'm going to have to point the finger at Greg Schiano. And why does this keep happening? Why can't we get these guys to play a full 12 games? How do we fix that? Obviously, we still have Penn State to talk about, but I can't do this again where the wheels fall off and the team just folds as the season ends. So let's talk Penn State. Am I going to predict a win? No, I'm not going to predict a win. But with the way Penn State's playing, a very upsetting win or loss against Michigan at home where their offense did absolutely nothing, their defense was good, but what do they have to play for now? Like, they're not going to play for the Big Ten championship game. They hate uh, James Franklin. Mike Yurkic, their offense coordinator, might get fired. The fans are upset. So what will this home field advantage be like in Happy Valley? Now, keep in mind, if they sell out their game and only, or let's just say 50% of their stadium shows up for that game, it's still more than uh, SHI Stadium. So I still expect there to be a good fan showing, a home field advantage. But, like, the team, I may, maybe this is a game where they just get up and beat the crap out of Rutgers like they seem to do every single year. But they're a good team. They're, they have a young quarterback who's struggling but still is, like, leading. I think he might be – he's in the top – Top three for passing. He has like one interception, a bunch of touchdowns. His problem is he doesn't have very good wide receivers that he's throwing the ball to. He has good tight ends, two elite running backs, and a very good offensive line, and probably the first offensive tackle that will be drafted in this upcoming year's draft. So they're a good team, and their defense has dogs at each level. Chop Robinson, number 44, defensive end, is back. He's a he's a phenomenal player. Uh, they got I think it's Kalen King as a cornerback, one of the best corners in the in the country. He's a very good defense. Uh, and Manny Diaz, defensive coordinator, is a very good defensive coordinator. So it's going to be a tough game for Rutgers. But I just want this team to compete. They've competed in all the games. They've had a chance to win. Sounds crazy, but they've had a chance. They've, had, they've been in the game entering the fourth quarter of every game this season. Obviously, Ohio State, that separated a little bit. Michigan separated a little bit. Wisconsin, we fought back, but... It's it's tough, but at the same time, I think this is a, a game Rutgers has probably nothing to lose except for momentum into bowl season. So I, I don't want to go too much longer only because I've probably been going for about 15 minutes right now, and it's probably very noisy and loud. But Greg Giano's got to get the boys playing. 
just got to find a way to keep the energy high and get the job done. I mean, this could be a signature win for Rutgers. No one's expecting it. I'm sure Penn State's not even considering it, but the way the defense has been playing, there's no reason that they can't be competitive against this team. I know that I said a lot of this against Iowa, who's a bad offense, and Rutgers' defense didn't do a whole lot against them. Uh, but it's difficult when you're playing defense and your offense does nothing and you're on the field for most of the game. So if Rutgers can find a way to extend drives, win the time of possession battle, not turn over the ball and force turnovers, yeah, sure, this could be a game that they fight and compete in the fourth quarter for. But it's going to be a tough one. Uh, obviously, Penn State's had our number. We've had about one close game, I feel like. Uh, two years ago in Happy Valley, it was it was pretty low scoring to start off. And then, of course, Penn State separated. But I just want to make sure we see improvement from Gavin. Hopefully, Kyle Manungai can have a solid game. If he's healthy, I'm not sure he is. But he's so close to 1,000 yards. And it's those little milestones. It would be great to see Rutgers accomplish, their individual players accomplish. It's been a while since we've seen that. It's been, like, I think 12 years Jawan Jameson, I think, was the last guy who surpassed that milestone. So I want to see them fight. I want to see some big plays. I want the offense to score some points, but it's obviously going to be difficult. I don't want to steer fans in the wrong direction. So with all that being said, thanks for listening through the noise. Let's hope for a good Gavit game game against Georgetown and Rutgers. This is a Georgetown team historically when we were in the Big East that has had our number. So let's get the dub. Let's get 3-1. Momentum getting into some you know bigger games i know we have a low before we get to seton hall and other uh, big 10 games but let's let's see an exciting basketball game today and an even more exciting basketball game on saturday on the road at penn state on noon with that being said everybody i'm your host matt forno feel free to give me a follow on twitter at ao paisan i have a youtube channel with the same handle uh, if you just look up forno on twitter you'll find me but yeah I, I appreciate everybody listening and let's keep chopping let's keep pounding nails go rockers